This is the World Industrial News for Friday, March 11th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part four of their podcast, Sustainability and COP26. So, yeah, I just I'd like to follow up on that and dig in a little bit more on why specifically it's important that the business community have a representation there. I know you mentioned in the past this innovation zone. So since you were there, it would be great to just get a sense from you, you know, what the atmosphere was like specifically among the people representing the business community, because you kind of get the sense that in the last few years, companies are starting and the private sector generally is starting to take sustainability goals on in a more sort of ambitious and meaningful way than they had before. Absolutely. I, I mean, I think that that was a general comment for many COP veterans. So again, the the conference normally takes place on an, on an annual basis. Um, COP26 was perhaps uh, supposed to be an inflection point COP because we hadn't met the the year before due to COVID. And it was also an opportunity to check in at the where, where governments were on their various commitments. But but what was really noticeable this time was just how much private sector presence there was and how much investor presence there was. And again, that's that's really important and really significant because we need all parties to be present to make progress. And I, I think that what was most encouraging in the sustainable innovation zone where I was, was seeing the role of technology highlighted. Because again, climate issues are global, but they also require solutions at scale. And that is something that technology can provide. Seeing that um, that that presence there and seeing also the presence of investors there uh, to support, again, the deployment of technology was was really promising. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Within just two weeks, U.S. and European companies have cut ties with Russia and its industrial leaders at a pace that few, if any, market observers predicted. Sanctions from Western governments have crippled Russia's major financial institutions, which, along with some other old-fashioned public shaming, has forced some of the world's industrial titans to reconsider high-value investments in the oil, gas, mining, and automotive sectors, among others. Industrial Info is tracking more than $33 billion worth of projects in Russia that have been affected by the conflict, the bulk of which are in the energy industry. The Institute for Supply Management said economic activity in the U.S. manufacturing sector grew in February. However, the survey was conducted before Russia's invasion of Ukraine, which could have an impact on manufacturing across the globe. Italian tissue and packaging producer Progest has temporarily halted production at all six of its paper mills in Italy due to high natural gas prices amid the Russian-Ukraine conflict, according to UWIND. And the war in Ukraine will negatively affect the automotive industry in many respects. It's not yet possible to predict the full effects of Russia's aggression. For now, it is known for certain that supply chains have been severely disrupted. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck, reporting for Industrial Info News.